Hello. Hello. And welcome to Planet Marzipan, the Fish and Marillion podcast. I'm Meza, and here's my mate, Craig Houston. Everybody and welcome to Planet Marzipan Podcast with me, Meza, and me, Craig. This week we're going to look at an album by Marillion. Our part of our goal is to sort of look at all angles of Marillion and Marillion fandom, uh, singles, events, albums, and today we're going to look at an album called A Singles Collection, or if you're in America, Six of One. Half a dozen of the other. The 10th anniversary celebration released by EMI. Yeah. So as usual, we're going to start with the Wikipedia entry for this album. So a singles collection released as six of one, half dozen of the other in the US is a compilation album of Marillion singles from both the Fish era and the Steve Hogarth era. Celebrating the band's 10-year jubilee, taking 1982 when their debut single was released as a starting point. It includes the band's six most successful singles of the Fish era, plus all six Steve Hogarth singles up to that year. The tracks are not ordered chronologically. Easy for you, is it? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. The tracks are not ordered chronologically, unlike on later compilations, The Best of Both Worlds and The Best of Marillion that likewise cover both vocalist eras. Additionally, it contains two new recordings with Hogarth on vocals, I Will Walk on Water, and a cover version of the Rare Bird song, Sympathy. This was also released as a single, which peaked at number 16 in the UK singles chart in May 1992. Hold on, that's where Wikipedia is wrong. It was actually number 17 it peaked at. Okay, Craigopedia. Craigopedia. Yeah. Also, the official UK singles chart period. <laughs> this was released as a single, which peaked at number 17, according to Mr. Houston, in May 1992, making it the band's highest charting single between 1987 and 2004. In July 1992, No One Can, a repackaged version of the August 1991 single from Holidays in Eden was released as the second single, peaking at number 26, when the original got to number 33. That's quite a long Wikipedia entry. So, Craig, it begs the question, how old were you on the 8th of June 1992 when this album came out? I was 19. No, 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 19. 19? 19. Wow. <laughs> so this is a slightly different one for us. So it's the second Marillion compilation after... Besides themselves, do you, have you got any overview on this, Craig? Do you remember buying it at the time? Oh, I remember buying it at the time. Uh, I remember the the, the day quite vividly because I was down in London at the time. HMV on Oxford Street, the old HMV on Oxford Street, had a massive display. They had it. It was a full window display, and when you actually went into 
the HMV, the tills that used to be on the left-hand side. And the whole, like, all the walls along the left-hand side had variations of the uh, of the album cover with the different, uh, the different like, Xs. It was really impressive. And it's, uh, it's, it's the only other time, I think, that I've seen such a big uh, shop display for a Marillion album anywhere, kind of, ever. But yeah, they was... were chucking the money around then, weren't they? Well, considering it was just round the corner from the AMI offices, so they didn't exactly have to go far to get it all organised. But yeah, I remember it was it was odd because uh, there was a, a VHS video at the time as well with all the all the videos. There was. On, it's, so it's like, but... I mean, we'll we'll do the track listing of that in a minute. It's a slightly different order to the CD, but um, whereas the well, we'll talk about it now. But, but whereas the the CD isn't chronological, um, videos the, are the VHS, and I mean VHS, not 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 DVD, is H era, and then it goes into Fish era. So they're all in, you know, they're all in consecutively H songs, then consecutively Fish songs. Not, I mean, I remember buying that at the time and watching it, watching it to death, but. Um... It's it's not something I've looked at in a in a long long time. Well, it, it was, starts it, with starts with sympathy and then kind of goes through. Cover my eyes, no one can. Dry land, hooks in you, uninvited guest, Easter, then warm wet circles, incommunicado, Kaylee, lavender, assassin, and garden party. So yeah, it was a really exciting time to actually buy the buy the physical items when. A store was actually pushing it as well, you know. You're thinking, yeah. "Yep, yeah, that's good." I was quite excited about it, even though it was a compilation, because there was two new songs on there, and a, a fairly well, not drastic, but an extended version of Assassin. So there's like another, another section of Assassin reinserted back into it. And and you were telling me that Garden Pie was remixed. As yeah, well. it was a re- yeah, it was a it was a remix, so not drastically different. But it wasn't any like extension or anything to it. it. Was it was just remixed at the time as well? Yeah. So the track list on the album is uh, "Cover My Eyes," Kaylee, Easter, Warm Wet Circles, Uninvited Guest, Assassin, Hooks in You, Garden Party, No One Can, Incommunicado, Dry Land, Lavender, I Will Walk on Water, which is one of the new tracks and then the cover of sympathy at the end um of those then were they all single versions do we think no the uh the h era stuff was predominant the album versions right and you had the kaylee was a single version one wet circles was a single version uninvited guest was the only single version that was on there which was a seven inch mix yeah um Assassin was the was a remix when you Hooks New was the album version. The rest of them were just out the album versions. So yeah. there wasn't there wasn't a lot of kind of just the the, the seven inch kind of stuff on there. I mean Lavender was a was a seven inch version as well. Yeah, yeah. But I think they almost shot themselves in the foot a little bit with this release. Because when well when the release Sympathy is a single, apart yeah. from having about fifteen versions of Kaylee on across the yeah, across the singles, they actually put a, a five inch mix of "I Will Walk on Water." Yeah, I'm on the CD. So, of the two new tracks to push you on the album, they were available on the on, on the singles. Well, and 
Do you know what the difference is between the five inch mix and the album mix? Come on, then. How many seconds? Six. Six seconds. Six seconds. <laughs> yeah. Anything can happen in the next six seconds. Well, lots can happen <laughs> in six seconds, Greg. You know that. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're, degener- we're degenerating already. Steady, steady, boy. <laughs> but yeah, that, I mean, it was, it was, it was exciting to hear a slightly longer assassin. I really like "I Will Walk on Water." I think it's a good track. Well, it, it the thing is, is with with those two tracks, um, they actually got Chris Kimsey in to produce them. They did, they did, yeah. So, and the funny thing is, is after holidays in Eden, you know, Sympathy, uh, unlike the band who seem to prefer the acoustic version of it, I like the electric version of it, the version that's on here. And it's it may some people say it's a bit bit banging and clattering. But... It is. It's a bit. It's a bit eighties. You know, band clash. You yeah. know, but it's with, not with some... that subtle. Subtle. <laughs> oh, I like it loud. But with without, I walk and I will walk on water. It was almost a case of you thinking, right, this is a new song. Is this part of the direction that the band are going to go into after holidays in Eden? Uh, no, it wasn't. Well, it, but it sounds like it could have come off Holidays in Eden. Yeah. It's that sort of sound, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's that, it's and that even Sympathy, the, the, just the arrangement of Sympathy, is still of that same Holidays era type arrangement, isn't it? It is, it is, yes, it is, yes. And uh, I remember seeing the video for the single, uh, I think it was on the chart show when it came out. Uh, that was uh, when they were um, on tour in Mexico, I think in America and Mexico, near the Mexican border. It was directed by Bill Smith as well. Okay. Well, yeah. All this fountain of kind of stuff. Gregopedia is working overtime tonight, isn't it? Oh, it, it's, it's one of those things, you know, when you're, when you're late teenagers, when you kind of seem to kind of soak in a lot of rubbish. <laughs> no, it's good. You lose it at my age, it's all gone again. So... I'm glad you can remember it. But yeah, I say buying the album. I remember buying the album. I remember buying the um buying the singles as well because there was the two CD singles and um Do we go through that? So Yeah, there's two uh, CD Sympathy. singles, picture this and seven inch. Sympathy so, came out on the eleventh of May, ninety-two. Um I've got the C D singles in my hand. So C D single one was in a digipack, which has the the three minutes twenty seven version of sympathy. It's got a version of Kaylee recorded for Argentinian TV in February nineteen ninety two. Sounds good. Yeah, and then as you say, the five inch mix of I Will Walk on Water. Uh, then CD two is a Slimline Jewel case, which has got sympathy on it again. Uh, three twenty eight is that? Oh, it's a second longer. How have they managed that? Three minutes twenty-eight on the second CD. Yet another version of Kaylee recorded at Aston Villa Leisure Centre, uh, and then a version of Dryland from Hammersmith. Yeah. What's on the picture disc? Oh, I don't think there's anything different on there. Looking at this, uh, sympathy, any... and it's got the it's the Kaylee and Dryland. Yeah, okay. so it's, that's what's on. That's what's on. Yeah, that that, those sort of five tracks: sympathy, Kaylee, live twice, Dryland, and I will walk on water. Water the, the the tracks from these singles then, yeah yeah there wasn't anything different it wasn't like uh, 
the the good old days with the dry land single with lots of different songs from different. Oh uh, no! But it was uh, you know the digi the digi pack is a is a double digi pack with two trays in it with a little card version of CD two in one side saying a second CD will be available from next week with a track listing on it. Yeah. Actually, I, I remember. Um, I'm trying to think whether I. I don't think I got it before. I think it was actually after the single came out. There's a white plastic box, a promo box with the Unmerillion yeah, uh, logo. Yeah, I've got that. Yeah, which has got yeah, which has got like the Unmerillion fact file in it. Very good, actually. I wish you'd said that sooner. Yeah, good. And good. it's got uh, it's got a cassette single in as well, like a promo, yeah. which it never actually came out on cassette, but that's that's part of that thing. But uh, yeah, I've I've got that somewhere. It's, yeah, uh, wish it, me too, but it's uh, stashed away somewhere. Wish you'd reminded <laughs> me of that. That's good, yeah. Um, and then the other single, as we've talked about, was this, the reissue of No One Can on the 13th of July. Again, it's a sort of two a double digipack, two CD, uh, two CD set. CD1's got No One Can. Cover My Eyes acoustic version and Sugar Mice acoustic version. And then CD2 has got No One Can, Cover My Eyes, Mike Stone remix, which I know you're a particular fan of, Craig. Yeah, turn it up to 11. Yeah. And then it's got Sympathy acoustic. So, again, a nice selection of tracks across the two CDs. Uh, and there was a picture disc, 12-inch picture disc version yeah. of that as well. Um, but there's nothing on there that isn't on those CDs. So that actually did better than that release, didn't it? The 26 rather than 33. Yeah. And hung around, hung, around, hung around the charts for four weeks, it did. Something like that. I mean, the the album came out um, just over a month later in America. So it was released on the 13th of July in America. So um, same day as No One Can came out in the in the UK. Should we talk about some of the gigs at the time? 92 was a pretty busy year for the band. They were they started the year with the second leg of the Holidays in Eden tour, 29, 23rd of March, 92 to the 16th of April. They were out in Canada and America for that. And then on the 9th of May, they played the Borderline in London for the 10th anniversary of the Web UK. Which was subsequently released as Racket CD One. It was, which is well, it's just called Racket One, but yes, which is here in my hand. I played it today. I was I played it in the car. This is before the days of of nice sounding Marillion live albums. Um, it sounded bloody awful at the time. Well, it, it, <laughs> I have to say, but the, if you persevere with it, it's a really good gig. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you've got to think about it. it. Was the actual first live CD of H available anywhere? Yeah, and at it's a time. good, it's a really good atmosphere. If, if if anybody was at that gig, please just drop us an email and give us your 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 memories from that gig. It sounds like a cracking gig. I mean, they start it's it, they start with splintering heart, but kept. Kelly can't have all his effects because H sings some of the melody in the middle. And instead of the sequencer right at the end, it just stops. Uh, and it's quite a boisterous crowd. So they're all sort of cheering and singing along. And 
somebody gets a shout for Grendel in straight away after splintering heart finishes. There's a person behind him slap him on the back of the head. Well, no, no, Rothers <laughs> plays, as he used to at the time, plays the old intro, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's it's got a certain charm about it. I have to say, I've probably not played this since it came out in 1992, but... I'll probably, you could probably count on two hands the amount of times I've played it over the years. I, I, it was, let's say it was mail order, wasn't it? It was just a, one of the first kind of uh, the, the dalliances into actually releasing stuff themselves. Yeah, I mean, it was reissued as Front Row Disc 4 and reputedly it's a slightly better version. I I couldn't tell the difference myself. It's still got a bit of a recorded at the other end of the room type vibe to it. <laughs> recorded um, from the toilets. <laughs> but it's 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 recommended. You know, you can get it on Bandcamp at the minute. Um so yeah, that was that was as I say on the fifth of May. Um sorry, the ninth of May, sorry, the ninth of May nineteen ninety-two. And then they went out and did some Open air shows in Europe between June and August. September the 2nd to the 5th, they played three large indoor shows. They played Cologne Work, Rotterdam Ahoy and Wembley Arena in London. And two of those were released as front row. So Cologne Work is a front row disc. And this has got a very, very similar track list to... The Wembley Arena one. Uh, I'm trying to see if there is any difference. Oh, yeah. Cologne is a really long set list, actually. It's got the space and the release, which weren't played at Wembley. And then, of course, the Wembley gig was broadcast on the radio, wasn't it? Yeah, it was on uh, Radio... Was it Radio 1 back in the day? on Radio 1 at the time, yeah. It's been subsequently replayed at... Ad nauseum on uh, six music, but it hasn't been on for about five or six years now. And it's also in the bootleg box volume two. So discs four and five are the Wembley show, but it's the BBC recording. So it, it does unfortunately trump the, it's, it's better than the, the front row disc. Uh, the front row disc gives you a, a slightly different angle on it. Um, were you at that gig, Greg? I was indeed. It was my first. That was my first London gig for Marilyn. Right. And seventeenth uh, row, if I remember right, there was me and Pam and uh, the girlfriend Claire at the time. Right. And it was odd because you know seeing them before at uh, Edinburgh Playhouse and in Middlesbrough Town Hall, and then to go to Wembley after that, you're thinking, "Bye, it's a." Because you you've seen them at, at bigger gigs like that on the clutching tour. Yeah, I saw them at Wembley Arena on a clutching tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this hadn't sold very well. I mean, it was only half full, and there was curtains round, and yeah, it was. Uh, it was still an exciting gig, you know. Still, you know, big. I I went down on a coach trip from York, and we got there really early, so I was like wandering around the venue, and I met Pete Chawavis at the at the back gates of Wembley Arena. I had a chat with Pete and took some photos. He was really, really chatty. It was good. Um, I, at the time, I didn't think the set list was very good. 
because it starts with Holidays in Eden. Yeah, that was a bit of a strange start, wasn't it? It was never going to be the best start for me. So it's Holidays in Eden, Garden Party, I Will Walk on Water, The Party. Yay. Uh, One Wet Circles, That Time of the Night, Easter, Incommunicado, Sympathy, No One Can, Kaylee, Lavender, Heart of Lothian, Cover My Eyes, Slange, This Town, Hundred Nights, Waiting to Happen and Script. So it's on paper, it's a really good set list. It's a very up set list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the thing I remember as well is how much I enjoyed the support acts because you had Cry No More, who were always uh, entertaining and filthy. <laughs> and Mike Peters as Mike well. Mike Peters, yeah. I remember Mike Peters, yeah. Because I think, was that when he did his Breathe album? I was around about the time he just for his Breathe album, which is really good. No, I mean, Mike Peters is always good value for money. Um, but yeah. It was a, it was a, it was, it was a good show. I wouldn't say it was one of my favourite shows. It was nice to see him in there again, but yeah. My my first and uh, only gig so far at the Wembley Arena, I must say. What about? Well, yeah, yeah. I've, I've only ever been oh, there at Wembley I, once. I haven't got a frequent fly on rails on it. <laughs> I was there last year to see Porcupine Tree. You were indeed. Um. So, yeah, where were we? So, we've got to September. They played the three indoor large shows. Then, on the 26th of September through to the the 9th of October, they went out to Argentina, Venezuela, Brazil, playing some larger shows. And two days later, they went to America and Canada and finished the tour on the 23rd of October. So, it's fairly... Not not the busiest year, but lots going on spread across that year. It was a very touring year for them. Yeah. There is a, in the bootleg box, volume two, there is a, a disc at the end. Disc eight has got two sessions on it. One of which is marked up as 1st of January, 1992. It's got Sympathy and Kaylee on. I don't think that was broadcast on that date. I think that was broadcast on the 15th of July, 1992. So it was around the time of the promo for the album. But it's a, again, it's another nice version of uh, Sympathy on there. And and if you haven't got enough versions of Kaylee, it's another version of Kaylee. Almost as bad as Easter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably are more versions of Kaylee, aren't there? Um, there are more releases, though. There's a, yet another front row disc from... That tour, so Sao Paulo in Brazil, the 5th of October 92, is front row 28. Again, a very, very similar set list. And I'd also forgotten the Live in Caracas, which was the second Racket Records uh, release. Racket 2 came out in 1993, but it was recorded in Caracas on the 30th of September 92. So lots and lots of stuff out to buy and keep from that from that year of touring. Yeah, that live in Caracas was actually quite uh, for the time was actually quite a good recording. It was much better sounding than the the borderline one. Yeah, yeah. But again, I think Caracas has been reissued, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been re-released. Yeah. So lots lots of touring. Uh, another exciting time for the out for the band. What were your thoughts on actually them releasing a singles collection? 
Now, there's a lot of people who are like long-term older fans who balk at the idea of Marillion being a singles band or in, you know, this is like, this kind of stuff's too commercial. You know, it's got to be a prog epic that lasts about 15 minutes long with like 17 different sections to it and all the rest of it. Well, I think the, the thing about the band is they they can do both. You know, I, 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 there was, there are some tracks on the singles collection that, that are up there with the epics for me. It was nice to get the Hogarth singles together in one package. And it, it just showed, I think it, for me, it was designed to show that the band is still around. You know, they were the, all the folks who kind of dropped off, dropped off the fandom when, when Fish left. It was kind of a, a reminder that the band are still going and they're producing some good, good music. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've always enjoyed the singles. I've always enjoyed the commercial, if you want to call it that, aspect of the band, you know, sing-along songs, even, you know, three, four, five-minute singles, there's some absolute corkers that sit along well. You know, there's there's nothing wrong with, like, absolutely adoring no one can and then, you know, something as epic as Ocean Cloud. You know, it's it's the same band. You yeah. Know, everything new from I, I Will Walk on Water to Gaza. You know, that it's... Yeah. I think if you ask... For Marillion fans, you'd get four different answers as to what the favorite song is or what the favorite album is because we're all oh, take such yeah. a, a a big difference in what we actually like and what we love about the band. Yet we all love it. Yeah, I mean it. It, it although it's called a singles collection, it's got like Assassins eight minutes long on here nearly. <laughs> Garden Party I mean, like seven, isn't it? Garden Party seven minutes. So that you know. They're not really single mixes, but they were singles. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I didn't mind it. It was a, I quite like the sleeve. I think the the X is quite a quite a, a recognizable image. Um, it looked good on a t shirt. Yeah, the black t shirt with the <laughs> with the uh, the writing being kind of not centralized. Yeah, all around the outside. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It was good. Designed by Bill Smith, so you know. Um, it's got a sticker on the front of my CD that says Marillion's greatest hits, including Kaylee, Lavender, No One Can and Sympathy. Yeah. And also the fact that it's like 1982 to 1992, but they didn't put Market Square Heroes on. No, true. True. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no heart know, there's, on there either, is there? There's but... no He Knows You Know or Punch and Judy. Or... But realistically, yeah, to do the balance of, of the whole concept of six of one, you know, unless they're going to kind of do a, a double CD, which well, they did eventually. Yeah. Be honest, apart from us reviewing this, would you dig this out? I haven't dug it out in years because right. I, for me, I like to listen to albums through, you know, if, if I put something like uh, Fugazi on or Clutching on or Afraid of Sunlight or uh, all of them. I like to listen to that album through. I, I'm not a I'm not a shuffler of songs. If I'm if I'm listening to even if I don't necessarily listen to the full album, I'll skip through songs. I'll listen to yeah. the bulk of whatever I'm kind of in the mood for. I won't kind of pick one from one album and one from another and one from another. It's just it's just not how I go up. I, I must. I mean, we we'll probably review it at some point, but. I think Best of Both Worlds is a great compilation. 
It is, but to be fair, it's something I've not, I've not really like listened to for a long time. It's one of those kind of purchased, put on the shelf because the, the, there wasn't anything like new or, or extra as as that. No, it's got the meaty mix of uh, in you on it, hasn't it? It is it. I think, it's, I think yeah, so. it has. Yeah, yeah, it has. Again, I've just thrown something out there that might or might not be true. I don't. <laughs> Um, but what do you what did you think of the uh, the video collection? I, I mean, don't remember watching it much, if I'm honest. I had it. In fact, I probably still got it somewhere. But v- my VHS is a packed away. I don't have many. Did you? Well, ten years later for the twentieth anniversary, that's when EMI brought out the EMI um, collection. The EMI collection of the DVD with all the singles. So you had you had everything on there plus the hidden video of uh, Deserve. Yeah. I missed the original VHS with the introductions from the band, you know. Ah, oh, from 86? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. video the video collection where the Fish and the band introducing all the... Yeah. One thing that's been actually a shame with the, the releases so far is on the Holidays in Eden Deluxe, they didn't put the video on for Sympathy. So it's actually the pretty much the only video now that's actually gone missing. Right. Because all the rest of the videos for EMI are actually on the deluxe versions. Did you not but, mention that a couple of weeks ago when we did Holidays in Eden? I maybe did, and I maybe still pouting about it. <laughs> okay. The campaign starts here. Uh, Release like... sympathy. <laughs> It'll be like with Mikey on the holidays in Eden, how many did we get up to like 10 versions? 10 versions. We're going to be getting on to. We're going to, we're going to, uh, going to ask Lucy for a, a DVD single of Sympathy. A boo rave. Boo-ray. Boo-ray. I want a 4K one. 4K boo rave of Sympathy. In, th- in 3D. <laughs> and now, as is our usual want, it's your favourite bit. My favourite slot. Oh, well, every time we say that, we burst into like child, childish humour. Works for humor. me. Works for me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's time for my favourite slot, just for the record. And, and you have a, a another, just for the record, without the record out here? Yes, we do. I hang my head in shame. <laughs> I don't have a copy of Six of One, half a dozen of the other on vinyl. Um, it's pretty rare, to be honest with you. Uh, there isn't a copy on sale of the of the British version on sale on Discogs at the moment. You can buy the sleeve without the record for about nine well nine pound fifty nine for the sleeve without the record if you fancy it. Um, just looking at the images on Discogs, it looks like it's uh, there's so much text on the back of the cover. I think it's just a plain in a sleeve, so. All the information about the tracks that if you've got the CD version, that's all on the back of the sleeve. There's a lot of text on there. It's sold in the past for uh, as much as £56.10 on Discogs. And the lowest it's sold for is a fiver. No. Um, now, do you think it's just a case of it's it's quite rare because there was only the initial pressing of it back in ninety two and there's not been any subsequent reissues of it? Maybe. I mean we were moving by that point, you know, we'd moved into a CD era, hadn't we? So yeah. they were pressing a lot less of the vinyls. 
And I don't, you know, I don't think it sold particularly well either, did it? No, I mean, it just scraped the top 30 for a week, didn't it? And, and then yeah. disappeared off out. But to be fair, when you're talking about this, like, I do have the vinyl-wise, I've got the Sympathy 7-inch single and the uh, 12-inch picture disc and the picture disc that came with uh, No One Can as well. So. Yeah, I've got the picture disc, but I don't think I've got the 7-inch black vinyl. So um, I, I think at that point I was kind of buying the picture disc to keep my picture disc collection up to date. But uh, again... Meza plea. If anybody's got a copy for sale that's in decent nick, um, I'd be very interested in buying it. Please. Please and thank you. Yes. <laughs> and that was this week's Just for the Record. Without the record! Again. Still, final thoughts on six of one, half a dozen of the other. Like we were saying with when we talked about Holidays Needing and when we talked about uh, Songs from the Mirror. The the early nineties was just such an exciting time. You know, you had both bands kind of you know, fish and really going at pretty much full throttle. And there was a, a, a vitality to it all. Not that there isn't still now, dude, thirty so years we later. We were a, we were a bit younger. That that might have something to do with it. We were very much younger. Young and impressionable. I think it's interesting to do this now, having done holidays only a couple of weeks ago, because this is the, the continuation, of the history, isn't it? Yeah. And little did we know after this how much of a right turn. Yeah. You couldn't you couldn't predict what was coming next. Not in the slightest. I mean there's the way that I think the band were at the time where they'd kind of been promised the earth and then not being delivered between the record company and touring companies and management as well you know that this is the period of time with john arneson when he moved over to hit and run yeah and the under the table dealings that was kind of promised them where they were going to potentially get the genesis tour on the uh, we can't dance tour with signing across which kind of never happened and so that was all a bit dodge john John arneson gets a gets a note in the sleeve notes. Also, many thanks to John Arneson, who has been there all along. He's cut. <laughs> I mean, don't get us wrong, for, for the band starting and for, for a good many years, he was a real proper champion of the band. Yeah. Oh, it was a big part, of, big part of their success and, you know, getting them to the next level. But we could talk a lot about that and probably get ourselves into a lot of trouble. So, Let's just leave that there. But I met him at Lucy and Ian's wedding, and he was a lovely guy. Uh, that's got to be the biggest name drop we've had so far in this entire series. What? <laughs> you're, you're getting burgers flipped by Ian. No. <laughs> anyway, okay. on that bombshell, thanks very much for listening. Um, if you like what you hear, please subscribe. And leave us a review because reviews will help us to get more listeners. And if you've got any particular memories of the era, please send us an email at planetmarzipanpodcast at gmail.com. And we're available on uh, Twitter or X as it's called now. Thank you, Mr. Elon Musk. Yes. What's the handle? <laughs> you can't remember. You set it up. 
I'm a Luddite. I'm going to start Planet with... Mars Pod. At Planet Mars Pod, isn't it? I think so, yeah. So I'll be starting to throw the clogs into the machine. We might be on X. We might not. Who knows? Please email <laughs> us. Send us your thoughts. Even if you think this is rubbish, just email us, please. I think we're available on Semaphore and an oldest lamp as well. Yeah. It's a box, a box set of wax cylinder coming out at the end of next month. <laughs> it's all gone wrong. It's one of those days. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, people. Take care. And stay alive. Now when you climb into your bunk tonight And when you draw the little curtains And eat your loadout sandwich Just think of those Out in the hot dog van Cause there's not enough bus To go around No, there's not enough bus To go around And sympathy and Mickey Dean Is what we need, my friends And Mickey Dean Is what we need And Mickey Dean Is what we need, my friends Cause there's not enough bus To go around No, there's not the band it's the other half and half the crew has all the food and half the band lies down and quietly starts this is not enough bus to go around no this
ladies and gentlemen, take care. If you're driving home, drive fucking fast. Thanks for listening to Planet Marzipan Podcast. Please like and subscribe from whichever platform you get your podcasts from. You can contact us at planetmarzipanpodcast at gmail.com and check out marillion.com, fishmusic.scot or fishmusic.eu for all the good stuff.